Welcome, everybody, to the very first podcast, number Brian one. Road. This is number one, and we've got a really special guest here with us today. Not only is this our number one podcast, but we've got the one and only Tech Sherpa, Ken Bailey, joining us here today. Ken, thanks for joining us. Billy, thanks for having me. Oh, man, excited to talk to you. Had the privilege of working with Ken for four years now coming up on four yeah coming up on four years and mm -hmm. uh we've had the opportunity to learn so much in a world that's changing so fast so oh, yeah so ken is the ceo of the tech sherpa and uh so ken tell our audience just what's going on out there in the security world today it's a crazy world it things is. are changing quickly and companies needs for people like you Mm -hmm. is growing your business has it to is. be booming it is um it's just it's amazing how quickly uh these people the attackers are adapting to uh security protocols yeah. um it, it's long gone are the days of just installing something like antivirus and feeling safe yeah like hey i can put this in and i keep all the bad guys out exactly it's like a security system no no it's they get it it's, there's whole businesses in foreign countries where people walk in every day with a briefcase and do their nine to five just trying to hack. I mean, that's un I mean, that's un it's scary. It's, a, it's an industry. It's when a you business. Th it's, it's, a bins it, yeah. it's a big industry. Yeah. yeah. And when you think about just our workforce here, mm -hmm. there is still a good part of our workforce that is fearful. You know, you're oh, talking yeah. to a guy like myself that didn't grow up in a technology age, right, yeah. but they're, they're, they're fearful of technology and now to think that there's a whole industry out there to attack something that they may have built up, spent their whole life building mm -hmm. up. Preying on that fear. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sickening, it really is. So what are they looking for? Any weakness they can find. Most attacks start with the human being, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, social engineering is what they call it. Okay. Uh, you've seen the emails. You get them all the time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I text you or, or email you two, every day. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's just crazy. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, so you get the email that says, here's the invoice that mm -hmm. you were looking for. And you right. click on it, and then they install software that way. Okay. And and it's uh, it doesn't happen instantly. The, the attacks don't happen instantly. Mm -hmm. Um they install a little bit of software here, a little bit right. there, through over a period of months, mm -hmm. and find the weaknesses within your network. They find the people that are weakest, right? And then they'll mount an attack, and they usually mount uh, mount an attack against multiple businesses at one time. So when you say the people that are weakest, mm -hmm. so tell me what that looks like. If we if we're if we're talking to an organization that's listening out there. And they're trying to help their people become more aware mm -hmm. of these attacks. What does someone, is it somebody like me? It's a, it can be anybody. They, they, they watch, right? They look at your website. They look at any public information they can find about you. Because there's LinkedIn. always something familiar on it. Exactly. And they try to find something familiar that you will find familiar that you'll click on. And once you click on it, they're either going to ask you for a username and password, and they'll make it. They'll make that website asking for the username and password look like something you're familiar with: your credit mm -hmm. card company, your mm -hmm. bank, your email system, mm -hmm. um, and then they get your credentials, and then they just sit in your email and just watch, and they read your emails, and they watch your correspondence, and they try to act like you and get your your friends, your people, your colleagues to fall for. So it as they're well. just searching for data. Yep. When you say they're trying to build a, a software, they're looking for something that would allow them to get into my email, mm -hmm. 
and then get into my life or my friends' lives. Correct. As many my, people as they can get to. They're just in, and do they sell the information? Is that what they're doing? Is that what these industries, is that how they're making money? Exactly. Or are they stealing? They're both, both. So they'll collect, they'll get as much of your data. So you like the data that you keep every day that you generate in your business, whether that's uh, people's uh, social security numbers, dates of birth, um, account numbers, mm -hmm. they'll steal that information and, and they'll sell it off on the dark web or they'll use it for fraudulent activity. Um, any data they can get that just personal information about you and your employees, they will resell that on the dark web mm -hmm. for other attackers to use against mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. uh, once, once they're done with you, they just sell all the information they've gathered about you on the dark web and somebody else tries an another way, another attack. It's just hard to believe. So, so when they're looking for personal information, it makes sense to me. You take a company like Iron Road mm -hmm. that houses a lot of data, a lot of data, a lot of personal data. Yeah. So any payroll company, mm -hmm. right? Anybody that's dealing with an individual that has to purchase benefits yep. or the payroll and HR industry right now is just ripe with attacks. I mean, it makes great sense, right? Yeah. Because we, here we are representing thousands and thousands of households yeah. that have exactly what these hackers are looking for and it's easy pickings most payroll hr companies are smaller businesses they don't have the technology resources yeah to keep up with these people today so so okay here's my question to you maybe this will help some of our listeners when you look at iron road mm -hmm. and you look at the thousands of employees and employees family members mm -hmm. whose data we house what do you say to them to say here's how we're protecting you so um we protect you on multiple levels and at the first level it's it's the employees your employees mm -hmm. training mm -hmm. security awareness training internal um, iron road employees are trained correct yes and <clears throat> and encouraged to report anything um if you are not 100 we've scared sure, them exactly <laughs> if you're not 100 percent sure of what's in your inbox you send it to the tech sherpa and we'll verify it. yes uh, we monitor we bring in the bodyguard maybe we do we do we monitor all the network traffic so mm -hmm. every bit of data that comes in or out of your systems goes into what we call a sim which is just a system that gathers all that data and then mm -hmm. uses artificial intelligence to analyze it and look for any anomalies mm -hmm. so our artificial intelligence has basically over the last year has learned how iron road does business learn the communications mm -hmm. that you have mm -hmm. and if it sees any anomalies it throws up a red flag mm -hmm. and then our employees investigate that red flag to see is this a, a, a potential attack so artificial intelligence this will this will let our listeners know exactly how ignorant i am what are we using? What's our artificial intelligence that's helping the tech Sherpa uh -huh. to understand our flow of business so that the tech Sherpa is aware of sure. what so, to look for? So artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, what it is is you, t you take a, a program, okay, and you teach it to do one task. And then you multiply that program by as many times as you can, depending on how much computing resource you have. Mm -hmm. And so for, you know, for example, a thousand times, and you tell it, repeat that task, okay? And every time you fail, eliminate the ones that fail. I got you. The ones that learn, take those, combine them together. So it teaches itself how to be better and better at that one task. Over time, it just becomes really good at that task. <laughs> all, I, all I can think about is my senior year of high school typing class. Exactly. <laughs> 
it's exactly like, like that. I'm like, what in the world? Uh-huh. How far have we come in, in a short period of time? Holy smokes. Oh, it's crazy. It is crazy. But the, the name, so like AI, for uh-huh. example. So what are we using? So we're using a machine, um, a machine learning algorithm that I wrote myself. Oh, wow. Yes. I told you he's amazing. <laughs> he wrote it, baby. Um, Good luck getting in here. It, we we're want- inviting all hackers. Come on. We got the tech <laughs> Sherpa. Bring it on, baby. So, yeah, we run that on some, um, we run that on some commercially available software. Yep. And, but it's an algorithm that I've written myself uh, that analyzes, and it thinks like an attacker would think. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so basically what it does all day long is it looks at all the data of all my customers. And when I say data, I don't mean your proprietary data. I just mean the network communications, okay, mm-hmm. the log data. It looks at all the log data for all of my customers and analyzes it, and it tries to figure out how to hack those customers. And then it learns from that data, and, and by doing that, it can think ahead of the attackers. And so we can find weaknesses, we can find vulnerabilities in the systems before they're found by the attackers. Yeah, but you basically pretend to be one. Exactly. What would these guys want to do? Exactly. Beat them to the punch. Exactly. Think yeah. like them. You know? Yeah. You, they, you, what's the old saying? If you want to catch a thief, think like a thief. Yeah. So it's the same thing. And so we take that data that comes out of that, and then we um, eliminate pieces in the system that could be potentially used mm-hmm. in, in an attack. Um, every day you install software, free apps from the web, or even commercially available software. Mm-hmm. And within that software will be pieces of code that are vulnerable. And the manufacturer doesn't necessarily know they're vulnerable yet. And that's what attackers do. They spend their time trying to find those vulnerabilities. Well, AI is better. It's better than the human being and finds those vulnerabilities. We found 24 months in advance it finds those vulnerabilities. So wow. once we've identified one of those, we'll eliminate it from the system. Right. If we can't eliminate it from the system, then we put a special watch on it. Right. Yep. We tell the AI, keep a close eye on this yeah. piece of code. If it yeah, changes, watch this. then we have an issue. Yeah, the lock on the door doesn't work. You, you put somebody at the door. Put a dog on the other side. There you go. Yes, sir. Or a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit, Ken, if somebody is, if, if I'm a business owner and I'm concerned about my security you guys mm-hmm. have a cyber security package we do and and it's pretty unique it is i mean what you're doing what you're doing in the marketplace is really something the small business guy mm-hmm. which and when i say that anybody from two employees up to you know 200 employees yep that's about the range you know mm-hmm. should they they should understand this yes so what do you say because don't w- discount it it's, yeah, it's not and a matter that's because that's what it's happens. You, you, mm-hmm. it, that's it. So you take somebody like myself who, prior to getting to know just what's going on in the world through you know the mm-hmm. good fortune of meeting you um, and and being educated, I'm thinking, oh, come on, man, that's not going to happen to us. Who wants us? Right. Who yeah. wants to mess with a small little company here in Cincinnati, Ohio? And you're you basically said to me, Billy, that's wake exactly up, wake up, buddy. You are you are. There, there's somebody with their briefcase going to work looking to get into our system today. And even in the last four years, the number uh, it's huge. It's, it's unreal. The skyrocketing. Amount, it's skyrocketing. Yeah. And so so the person you you know, the first thing you said was don't think that way. Yeah. You know, and I you know, I can testify to the fact that that's that's exactly the way I was thinking. And I bet you the majority of the people that are running small business here in in this country feel the exact same way. Mm-hmm. So what do you tell those people? Um, 
education, right? So we offer free uh, employee assessment and training. And that's a great way for you to figure out just how vulnerable your company is. So what the heck are we paying for then? <laughs> it's free. It's Did free. you hear that, guys? Hey, we got to get our. We got to check. I got to check that invoice, right. man. No, no. So no, you no. get. So so you really can get. A, you get. A, you get a, a a free assessment. A free assessment and twelve months of uh, of employee security training. Now that's um. Why would you do that? Because I want people to be aware. Yeah. And th- that's the first step. If you're aware of of what your potential issues are mm-hmm. and you're educated, you're going to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And like you said yourself, it's so hard for so many people to understand the complexity of cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And my goal, the tech Sherpa's goal is to take that complexity out of it and make mm-hmm. it simple mm-hmm. and easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one thing I will say, I'll put a little plug in here for you because you've, you've done a ton of this with us and you've done it on our behalf with, um, one of our partners, Infor, who's a much, much, much larger company than we are. Um, but you do a tremendous job from a presentation standpoint. I mean, well, thank you, Billy. You put you, uh, yeah, it's just the truth. So you, we get you up in front of a group of employees. You have, a, you have a real gift of being able to articulate a very complicated subject and have it make sense to the people that you're dealing with and keep their attention. So, yeah, so that's a... That's a skill set that you've got. That that's the way I've learned in my li- my career in my life is I've always, when I'm trying to learn something new, I compare it to something I already know. Yeah, and that just makes that process easier. And that's yeah. kind of the way I, I like to explain things to people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell us about your how's your business? Is it booming? It's booming. It's doing yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. We're doing uh, really good. That's yeah. fan- that's fantastic, fantastic. So let me ask you. Um, a question about the tech Sherpa and how you would, if there's, if, if there are competitors that you've got, Mm -hmm. who's your number one competitor? Uh, my number one competitor is right now, I would say a company called alien vault. They offer a very similar, uh, package to what I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's about 10 times as as expensive. (laughs) That's a lot of times. It is. is. (laughs) They are about $250 per employee per month. Wow. Well, but when you... 25. You're 125. Just 25. You're 25. For for the security package. Oh, yeah, you said 10 times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a a big difference. That's the gap out there. So all the cybersecurity research, all the products, it's all in enterprise level. Mm -hmm. And once you get below that enterprise level, there's really not much for the small business. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just have a few products that you have to put together yourself and manage yourself. There's not companies like the Tech Sherpa out there that are offering a managed, monitored, enterprise-level package that the small business can afford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing That's an amazing difference. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the insurance world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which we deal in day in and day oh, out. Yeah. You think about health insurance, it's amazing how many times we'll walk into a, a, a potential prospect, mm-hmm. or a prospect, pardon me, and... Uh, You'll be able to go to one of the, you know, the big four insurance companies and find a price for this company that is half of what they're paying. Yeah, yeah, just because maybe that business hadn't looked at it in a couple years or somebody fell asleep at the wheel. And, yeah, it's amazing. But ten times is a big number, and people need to know that because there is so much ignorance, Yeah, you know. And I think what you said is really important when you talk about just people – 
understanding and getting to a point where, yeah, you are the pro you're the person that that industry is looking for. Absolutely. If you've got data, they want you. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Any data they can get. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they don't, even if you don't have data, they, they still want to use your systems to get to other people. Yeah. Which makes you look bad. Your gives your company a bad reputation. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got yeah. When you start talking about the payroll world, you know, there's not anything that we're not dealing with that mm -hmm. companies don't want to get at. Correct. So yeah. you got to really you got to really watch 401k, health insurance information. So you said something earlier that I don't believe I'd heard three years ago, and I still know very little about it. And my guess is if I'm that way, there are other people that mm -hmm. way. The dark web. The dark web, yeah. What is up with the dark web? I mean, I've heard it. And listen uh -huh. to my kids talk about it. They're like, Dad, you can, you can go on there and hire people to do anything. 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 And it's not traceable? It's not traceable. Who starts something like that? Um, you know, I honestly don't know where the dark web started, but it actually started from standard uh, encryption technologies that we use every day. And so what the dark web is, uh, whether you're... I mean, it's scary. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's horribly scary. It's basically, it's a search engine, right? It's, a, it's like a Google. So somebody built it. Basically, yeah, somebody built it. Um, it's kind of a, a, a shared system, so it doesn't live in one place like a Google does, right? It lives on everybody's computer that uses it. Well, it is very mysterious. And there you go. That's the word. It, I mean, it, is. Like, it, it is. It sounds bad. It does, and it is bad. It is bad. And you can buy drugs on there. Uh, you can hire hitmen on there. It's just crazy. If you go on the dark web, you hire somebody, you hire a hit on me, mm -hmm. it, and it's not traceable? It's not traceable. It's not traceable. And here's I mean, that's scary. I, <laughs> I mean, what? It's 100% not traceable. So the only way that you would be able to, to get caught mm -hmm. is if the person you hired turned on you. Correct. Correct. And even then, they may not know who you are. If you've taken the, the correct steps in using the dark web, Dude, they wouldn't is, even know who you are. This is freaky. It is. It is. Here's how it works. Okay, so normal encryption. If I encrypt, if I want to send you an email, Billy, mm -hmm. and it has something I want to keep safe, I encrypt it. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It takes all the letters, all the words, and jumbles them up, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a cipher or a key that goes with that mm -hmm. that your computer has, and it can de-jumble it, okay? Mm -hmm. That's standard encryption. So standard encryption can be broken. It's you need a lot of computing power to, to break standard encryption, right? But Does that mean a lot of money? A lot of money, yep. a lot of computing power. So yep. governments, the NSA, the FBI, yep. they, can, they, can, they can do that. Uh -huh. So they can track people using standard encryption to yep. do illegal, illegal th things. So what the dark web does is it, it uses three forms of encryption across three different people. So if I want to send you a message on the dark web, I encrypt it. And then I send it to an, an anonymous person on the dark web, what we call a peer. Somebody How else. are they anonymous? Anonymous, because they've encrypted their well, data? That, or? That, so here's how it becomes anonymous. I send them the message. I encrypt it three times, okay? And I send them the message. Now, for them to send it on to the next person, they have to be able to decrypt it. But they only have to be able to decrypt one layer, and that's who the next person is. They don't have to be able to decrypt the message itself. So I send the message out to the dark web, and I send out the key to decrypt who it goes to next, okay? 
So that, that first peer then forwards it to the second person. Now the second person only has the key to, f to know who to send it to next, the final person. Mm -hmm. They don't know me, they just know where they got the message from and mm -hmm. where it's going to. Mm -hmm. And so they send it on. Now the third person can decrypt that third piece, which is the message, and read it. And all they know is who to send it back to, the, that, that so they second don't know person. Who sent it. They don't know who sent it, and they don't know who sent it to the person that sent it to them. The dark web is, like I said, it's just technologies that already exist that people have cuddled together or put together to create this anonymous way of transmitting messages. So is it is it kind of by accident? It's like you and I are both technical mm -hmm. people, and we start going back and forth, and we figured out that I send you an encrypted message that will allow you to open it, but send the second encrypted message on to somebody else who won't know that I'm sending it on to them, and they send yeah. it to the... It's kind of, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. If somebody wants to get at so something, they'll it just figure kinda, it out. It just kind of was born out of technology mm -hmm. that's available. Yep, yep. It's just crazy. It is. And so that dark web, how does the dark web pose potential threats for the that small business person today? So, um, Or does it? It does, because in today's um, threat landscape, there are just, there's so much data that is compromised. You see it in the news every day, right? Like Hyatt servers were hacked and millions of records were released, right? And so, yeah, you go on, you know, you go on a website and you book a hotel room, right? And you don't put a lot of personal information in there, but it's enough to get somebody started. Mm -hmm. And so it's all these leaks all over the place. That data is pulled together and sold on the dark web. And it's sold to hacker groups that use that data to then target people mm -hmm. and to target organizations, target people like yourself mm -hmm. and your organization. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm a guy like Art Leesman, client of ours that you know, that you've done work with, and Art's got, you know, 30 employees down in, you know, St. Bernard, mm -hmm. what's, what's a guy like Art Leesman have to worry about? He probably takes credit card payments. He probably has bank account information on his systems, mm -hmm. not to mention his own banking information. Mm -hmm. So just uh, the same thing. Just they're the same they're looking for his people's data mm -hmm. and people's data that he's got access to. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> That's just, exactly. Uh, it's a whole new world. So if you were, Ken, if you were trying to, if there were three things that you'd want to get across today to the small business that's out there, mm -hmm. number one, is know that you're a target know that you're a target yep realize that when it happens you're not going to know it a lot of people think that it's kind of like when it. you when you get hacked you know it or yeah. you, millions of kind of like stolen. being poisoned right it's, right it's, it's friday it's but sunday's bit, coming exactly it's a little bit over time once they're in your system they're they're going to lay low mm -hmm. right they're not going to make themselves known they're going to mm -hmm. lay low and and siphon off data here and there they're going to stay under the radar so just number one know it's going to happen number they don't two, want you to know they're there exactly number two know that you're not going to know when it does happen and number three when it when it finally comes to fruition and their attack is complete all the data they've stolen about you is going to be sold to somebody else that's going to do it again mm. hard to believe man it is so ken give us some personal stuff tell me about your family oh the family's doing great billy yeah uh had two graduate high schools just this year oh man yeah one is uh, going on to be an architect you've got one, five you've got five in total two mm -hmm. well two out on their own two about to be out on their own is that what that's supposed old. to happen that's what's supposed to happen so they, they graduate <laughs> from high school and then they're out on their own they're out that's it and, <laughs> does that mean like what happens at that point because i don't i haven't noticed any difference yet i know 
Sorry, guys. <laughs> Other than the bills have gotten a little bit steeper. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very blessed. Uh, uh, all my children have jobs. Yeah. Yeah, they were very uh, – my, my youngest, the 16-year-old, she was chomping. At the, she wanted to get a job last year. As yeah. soon as she found out that she could legally get a job at 15 – And make some money. She wanted – we were like, no, just wait another year. But, yeah, yeah they're, they're all working. They're all very hard workers. Yeah. And uh, they are excited about – going out into the world and, and, and hitting it head on. That's so, way cool. Yeah. One wants to be an architect. The other wants to rescue all the animals in the world. <laughs> she wants a farm and she just wants to bring them all in. I mean, how cool is that? It's you awesome. Know? I mean, yeah. that's life, right? I mean, you raise these kids in the same house and it's like, just we're all wired differently. Some of yeah. us are amazing at technology and some of us are still trying to find that. Oh, it's funny. Uh, not a single one of them wants anything to do with computers. <laughs> <laughs> no video games. I know. I start this this business. I'm thinking my kids are going to take yeah, it over for me. I can reach yeah. No. no. <laughs> I'm not retiring anytime No thanks, soon. right? <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to get into one more thing with uh -huh. you, and that is the new platform here that Iron Road is oh, is jumping on. Yeah. So within four. So so Infor, $3 billion company out of New York City, uh, positioning themselves for an IPO in the near future. Mm -hmm. Great leadership under Charles Phillips, Fantastic former team. former yeah, former Marine and um, uh, former president of Oracle. Mm -hmm. And tremendous leader has assembled an amazing team and an amazing platform. Huh? Oh, that's great. So t tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the... If, if, if they come and work with Iron Road, mm -hmm. what does that mean for them in regards to technology and how does it help them scale their business so that they can do, they can do more of what they do? So what Infor has done for Iron Road is brought on just a world-class human capital management system. Mm -hmm. uh, much like the Tech Sherpa's secure, cybersecurity system, Infor is using machine learning and artificial intelligence mm -hmm. to better understand how to service employees. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually, their system in the background um, runs algorithms that looks at the activities of employees and, and helps the managers make better decisions on how to manage those employees, how to deliver services to those employees, to keep the employees engaged, keep a productive happy workforce mm -hmm. with a great environment so they're looking at things like the number of inquiries their mm -hmm. employees have regarding health insurance or mm -hmm. it's studying any kind of activity you know oh, sick gosh. days it goes beyond that for example uh the the recruiting module mm -hmm. looks at the job position description mm -hmm. where it's at and then examines data, uh, demographic data about that area, about that populace, and then uh, finds people that are best suited for the job based on that democratic that or, or demographic data. Isn't that crazy? That's available. That's publicly available. So, it, it, say you have a, a cashier position, right? Yep. Instead of looking at it just a, as another cashier position, let's find somebody that is engaged with the products that you're selling. Okay, and is close within the proximity or that is willing to move now that's a lot of data for a human being to, oh to comb through how, yeah think about that right, how much right. how much time does a human being have to spend the, reading calling talking asking exactly and in a, in a computer system is doing it in a matter of minutes it, it's able to comb through publicly available data so 
things it'll find on Facebook or things it'll find on LinkedIn, any data about you that's available out there to the public, it, it will comb through and de make a decision of whether or not you're a good fit for this position. And so you'll find candidates that may not even know they were looking for that position. So let, let, me, uh, let me ask you a question, Billy. Uh, what is the biggest benefit that you see from Infor as far as servicing your customers? So the you know the businesses we're serving are are small. Yeah. You know they're between two and two thousand employees, and and right. not that two thousand employees isn't a, a large employer, but those companies historically have not been purchasing that in for product. Right. And so, what what drove our decision to do it was the poten the potential partnership mm -hmm. with Infor, right? Right. And so because of um, that partnership and because now we are the payroll processor for those in four clients that want to buy the in four software but and we're still outsourcing the payroll right right we, we went for it because it was an amazing opportunity for us so so we're incredibly fortunate to be able to do that we're doing something in our sweet spot right we're functional experts in mm -hmm. workers comp HR payroll and benefits <clears throat> and so we can do those things for the in four client as far as the small to, to, to medium-sized client, you know, that two to 2,000, uh -huh. um, I know we went out and bought a Maserati. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And those clients aren't used to driving those Maseratis. So mm -hmm. I think there's a ton of education that needs to take place that we're hoping to leverage with the texture, but to be able to, because small businesses are limited by their resources. Exactly. And so that system can only be as valuable as, as our ability to help educate mm -hmm. those, the resources that that small business can allot. I mean, you know, oh, you, yeah. you're running a small business. Yep. yep. You know, how much, how much time do you, it, it's the one thing that doesn't change between no. the big and the small. Mm -hmm. The t time is equal. It's equal. It's the equalizer. It, it is. is. Yeah. You know, and so why we did it, the real answer to that was the partnership opportunity. Mm -hmm. The huge allure is this Maserati that we've purchased that we'd love to be able to give to every one of our clients. Yeah. The challenge ahead of us is determining how for each one of those separate clients, we set them up for, for wins, right? Because right? Right. we want to make them more efficient. We want for them to be able to outsource more of the things that they could care less about. Exactly. It's not their passion. It's not what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But for us, the, the key really is, and tell me if I'm not answering your question because I really want no, to, but, yeah. but for me, the key is finding employers mm -hmm. that believe and know that their employees are their most important asset by far. Absolutely. And when they're willing to, when we're sitting with an owner that says, yeah, this is my best asset, then we can start. Then we can start making an impact. I believe within for because of the power that's behind it, that employer that understands those resources, the people, mm -hmm. are their best asset. When they are willing to give us the time to educate them and their people behind what it means to begin to utilize this artificial intelligence to better serve their people. Mm -hmm then we can start getting places, you know? Exactly. They're going to they're gonna see their retention stay. Why? Because they've got, as you mentioned, AI behind the scenes looking and studying with algorithms that have been written what their employees really want. Yep. And then we can deliver on it, and right? So that's where my head is. How, how far off am I? I no, that's perfect. That's, that's great. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's 
uh, kind of paralleled in, in what we're both doing in, in our industries is trying to, to bridge that gap between yeah. enterprise yeah. services and the small business. You're yes. bringing this large in for, let's, let's, let's not split hairs here. Uh, they yeah. typically in the past have only dealt with 10,000 and up yeah. employees. The big, the big boys, mm -hmm. McDonald's. Oh yeah. McDonald's, uh, GE. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so you're helping bridge that gap and yeah. bring this great platform. Do you hear that iron road clients? <laughs> yes. We're trying to bring you a GE platform. Yeah. Procter and Gamble. I mean, I, we got to get that across to our clients. And so, so you start talking about resources. We don't even have the resources to be able to properly articulate that. Mm hmm to our clients. Yeah. That's tough for us. It is tough. Yeah. It's tough to get people to, to understand that. It's such a huge yeah. change. It's a different way yeah, we, of we, doing things. We've got a guy like, you know, Scott Kukin. Mm -hmm. Scott owns Links Unlimited. Okay. Done a tremendous job of building that business. Yep. Right? I mean, amazing. I want to have him on here and have him talk about it. He's got an amazing team there. His, his brother, Matt's there. He's got uh, uh, Rob Clausen is there. Uh, Jen Payne, who mm -hmm. used to be an employee, is here. Cheryl, uh, their HR director down there. I mean, they, they've, got a, they've assembled an amazing team, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they don't understand yet what we want to bring to the table. And they are, you know, 70 employees, let's call it somewhere in there. They're booming, business really growing. Um, our ability to get in front of them and help them understand what this new platform can do for that company really is what I see as our, our biggest challenge over the next five years. So a huge thank you to Ken Bailey for being our very first guest on the Iron Roadway. We are excited to be able to bring you many guests that will make an impact for you. Sometimes that'll be personal. Sometimes that will be uh, for your business. We're, we're not going to limit it, the Iron Roadway. We are um, focused on being servant leaders, we believe in that leadership style, which I know, which I know Ken models every day. The last four years since I've known him, every time I've seen Ken do anything, uh, he's a servant leader. There's nothing above him, nothing below him, and which is why he's such a great fit for us. Uh, but Ken, uh, thanks for being here, man. Billy, thanks for having me. And speaking of servant leadership, thanks for teaching me that. Oh, that's and, nice. And I'd never heard of such a thing until I met you, and it really has changed my life. It's changed the way I do business, the way I interact with people. It's amazing. You could not give me a bigger compliment, but you were doing it because of who you are. I've learned more about it from yeah. you than you have me. I promise you that. We're all in process, um, and it's, it's amazing to be able to engage people with different faiths and in different cultures and different backgrounds. Uh, and to be able to come together uh, in a small way to be able to impact other people's lives. I mean, here at our company and your company, you know, we've got 50-some-odd lives that we're, that we're impacting on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And, well, you know, what a privilege to be able to do that. I know. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Celebrate different people's gifts and mm -hmm. try to empower them and then get out of their way. And when yep. they succeed, celebrate. And when they fail, reach down, pick, pick them, them up, up and dust them off and say, yeah, you're all right. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. huge thank you to you. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having me. All righty. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to seeing you next week. The Iron Road Way.